The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. We've made it to a Friday. But the insanity continues. Uh-huh. You know, yesterday we were talking about, uh, and we played the audio cut of Jennifer Granholm saying that uh, she believes that we can have a 100% uh, electric vehicle uh, uh, military fleet mm-hmm. uh, by, what was it, 2034? Whenever I thought it was. she said it was, 2030. It was 2030, yeah. Okay, 2030. Mm-hmm. And I thought they, they just meant, you know, staff cars and things like that. Apparently they don't. No, 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 no. No, in fact, they mentioned non-vehicle fleet in the reports that I saw. That, that's what, and, and the Republicans were were stating, excuse me, electric tanks, and I haven't seen anywhere. And then, I, then I've, I've gone back and I've looked at what Biden said, and Biden's talking about an entire one hundred percent climate friendly all military vehicles, mm-hmm. which means tanks. If that's what they mean, I mean, there. What is 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 there a word that's beyond insanity? <laughs> is there a word that can describe describe it past insanity? You know, I I when when they were talking about it, I'm I don't know why I should be uh, I I should be better at this. Because I just assumed they can't be that crazy where they're actually talking about military vehicles, whether it's transport trucks, whatever, out in the in the real field. Because, as you know, when they're out there, they constantly need to be refueled. And so refueling, uh, you know, gasoline tankers are always out there in order to get the convoy going. Mm-hmm. We remember what happened in the Ukraine to the Russian army, correct? Yeah. They couldn't get the they couldn't get the gasoline up there. Are we going to be transferring batteries in convoys? I've been asking about the portability for a long time. And now if you so, bring this into it, uh, we'll just... Hey, if the enemy could just hold off, we're need to. we going to need about four hours to recharge. I, I, I'm just... And that's... 
So that's what I'm thinking yesterday. She's just talking about, you know, mm-hmm. the, the vehicles that do, you know, will run around the Pentagon or the vehicles that are, you know, used, uh, at, uh, at, uh, our, you know, at army bases. I'm not thinking Jeeps, uh, <laughs> troop transport trucks, ammo trucks, tanks. Yeah. And apparently, because I haven't seen any pushback over the last 48 hours to the Republicans and other critics of it, I haven't seen them say that. So now I'm under the impression, oh my God, i got to realize these are Democrats. If they believe that we can run, they're promoting the fact that we can run the entire United States grid on solar and wind and say they don't, they don't care about whether U.S. citizens have it. My God, are they actually trying to say we are going we are going to destroy our ability yeah are they talking about an all electric air force yet gliders here's what you do oh now never never mind the fact that you need to launch a glider it requires another craft to do that don't leave that part out. <laughs> we'll contract from the private sector on that. Can we have electric? <laughs> how about how about electric rockets? How about electric missiles? Yeah. Because think about it, they're adding to the. We need electric missiles, slingshots. We'll we'll put a long wire mm-hmm. that will shoot catapult. Them. A catapult. Because <laughs> Granholm, I'm sorry. Sorry, Michigan. <laughs> She's an idiot. Uh, I do think we can get there as well, Granholm said. This is the whole thing when we were talking about um, uh, Representative uh, Wesley Hunt and, mm-hmm. and how great he was mm-hmm. talking about guns and the fact that we see that he's got a great future inside the Republican Party because he went to West Point. Mm-hmm. Got a mechanical engineering degree. Mm-hmm. He's got mm-hmm. a business degree. Mm-hmm. He's got a ton of different degrees on a bunch of different things. He flew Apache helicopters. He's somebody who understands how the real world works, and he understands mechanics. But for Granholm to come out and actually say, and by the way, she should have been pounded on this by Republicans, I do think that reducing our reliance on the volatility of globally traded fossil fuels, where we know the global events like the war in Ukraine can jack up prices for people back home, does not contribute to energy security. How stupid does she think we are? Well, here's here's the thing. I, what I would say to her is, number one, what we should have, we should have a reserve. What we could call it is a... Because it would be... This is strategy, so you would call it a strategic... You would fill it with oil. Strategic petroleum, follow me. Strategic petroleum reserve is what I would call it. And I would fill it to make sure that no geopolitical disruption in supply <laughs> would keep us from, listen, I know it's radical. I may get fired for saying it, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. That's what I would first propose. Let's build us a reserve. But oh, so So what she's saying is we already have. A strategic petroleum reserve, mm-hmm. as Eric has just sarcastically let us all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have unlimited capability 
when it comes to defending our country to produce oil and uh, oil, the whatever we would need, the majority of that would be oil, but oil and natural gas for whatever energies uh, we need for national defense. Yeah. We have more yeah. than we will ever need for national defense, yeah. and it's all produced here in the United States. She's saying that we don't, we, we, I don't think we should be reducing the reliance on the volatility of globally traded fossil fuels. No, we have it here. We have it here. You can actually make a deal. You can actually make a deal with American oil companies and buy as much oil as you want and even enlarge the strategic uh, petroleum reserve and also with the trillions of dollars we spend ensure that there's an emergency capability for the United States to get as much oil in war as we need from United States sources. Meanwhile, we don't have what it takes to electrify the fleet in the United States a significant portion of it, maybe a majority of it, we have to get from governments that aren't friendly with us. Ms. Granholm, you're an idiot, is what somebody should have said at that congressional hearing the other day. You would have sounded smarter. Of course, you would. Look, she's already a radical, so why would she be concerned about sounding more radical? You would sound a lot more radical, but you would sound smarter if you said, we should just do away with the military. <laughs> why, why go through all the If you're going to just... tie their hands, then just undo it all. Because I would argue, as insane as it sounds, and that's only because it's insane, at least it would save the lives and you wouldn't put those service members at risk. And, and then she says, and I think energy security is achieved when we have the homegrown clean energy that is abundant like you see in Iowa. So she's talking about yeah. ethanol. I mean, mm -hmm. just what an idiot. Yeah. What an absolute idiot. And I hate to name call, but I don't know what other, I don't know when, when, when absolutely all you need is the basis of elementary school critical thinking to know it mm -hmm. but again she's attempting she doesn't even believe it mm -hmm. she's lying she knows she's lying in order to push a narrative i was waiting for her to come out and say listen there's this new technology wind-powered boats and ships yeah yeah they're called sailboats remember that who was talking about that? That we brought it up? was a was, was it was a digital artist rendering of this new technology. Yeah, new technology. It's then. not new. And what did they call it? Wind powered ships. Oh, was it okay? They called it wind powered yeah. ships. Okay, right. And we just went. We, we, and they showed this artist rendering. And it was a sailboat. I'm going to invent. I'm going to invent solar powered tanning beds. It'll basically just be a lawn chair, but <laughs> it is going to be a solar-powered tanning bed business and industry, and it will thrive. I can sell lawn chairs for $2,000. You can have this solar-powered tanning bed in, <laughs> in your, your yard. yard. Wow, I love the idea. Solar panel tanning bed. Yes. <laughs> Actually, no, no panel is required. You get a, you get an just 11, the chair. You get an eleven ninety nine lounge chair and sell it for a thousand solar powered tanning bed. <laughs> and idiots would buy it all day.
<laughs> a wind-powered ship. It's called a sailboat. <laughs> we did that. We already did that. The new technology. It's where we are. We because live. they don't think. We live in an In terms of strategy. Idiots. Our commander-in-chief doesn't think in terms of strategy. Why with his energy secretary? I think you have the best idea. Just drop the military. Don't spend money to make the... Don't uh, put our military in, in, in direct line of fire, in direct harm's way, even though this would, of course, mean the end of our nation if we don't have a military. Uh, of course, I understand right. when we include logic into but my it doesn't matter insanity. It doesn't matter. The nation sucks anyway. Go ahead. But if you're going to just <laughs> set them out there directly in front of and close proximity of the enemy, then just undo it all and let them stay here along with the rest of us sitting ducks. You're a moron. And I hope she never rises to the level of defense secretary. Dear God, please, let us elect another president okay, in November now, of next year. Now, what I'm wondering, is she going further? Because because now I just I just found this here. The, the new plan unveiled in February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the climate strategy. Right. Calls that's for, what she was. I think that's what she was. Well, no, because about, this right? no, because this one calls for service emissions cut, and and additionally, the strategy aims to establish an all electric light duty non tactical vehicle fleet by twenty twenty seven. But mm-hmm. that's not what they said. No, that's not what that's not what she said yesterday, and that's not what the president has said at other times. Right. So that may exist in the Pentagon, but that's not what they've been saying. Right. No, that's they yeah, haven't what specified. She, you're right. What she was asked about was what the president was promoting, not something that the Pentagon, Pentagon was promoting. Because right. if you're talking about converting part of your non-tactical fleet, and these would be vehicles that are only likely only going to serve on a base, right? They got nothing to do with right. They're going to. They're not even going to be in service in any one outing. For long, they're going to, you know, I don't know, make a a drive out to a flight line or or uh, up to the base headquarters, and then back, and they're on a charging station. Now, we can talk about the expenditures and the efficiency of it, and is it money well spent? But if it's non-tactical, we can have that discussion. Right. But she didn't say non-tactical, That's... and neither did he in the comments uh, there and the other. The, what the Pentagon's talking about is that's why that's why I assume that's what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then I said, well, "Wait a minute, she didn't." And some of the critics said she didn't say non-tactical. I went, right. "Oh my God, she didn't." And I have to believe. I'm sorry, but with the if they believe that the entire United States grid can run on wind and solar, then I'm stupid not to think that they don't believe that the military can run on well, all electric because vehicles. Because she brought up again the the geopolitical disruptions of. Of basically the oil supply, right? And and what she's implying here is that our military would be limited by that disruption. Of course, stepping around the whole SPR thing. 
Uh, I would like her to clarify whether it's non-tactical or not. She needs to. Yes. 866-90-RED-EYE. It is a milestone for an important animal disease protection and prevention training tool. The training and exercise program this year is celebrating our 10th anniversary. Barbara Porter Spalding of USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service Veterinary Services says this national program includes volunteers conducting various exercises to prepare for the potential of an animal disease emergency. This is a program that pretty much runs on volunteers and those volunteers have come from across veterinary services, the rest of APHIS. They've come from states and industry too. Industry jumps onto our development activities and helps us design these exercises. Users of these various tabletop and simulated exercises include state veterinary offices and animal health industry members working on preparation for possible outbreaks of diseases like African swine fever or highly pathogenic avian influenza. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just shaking my head because uh, I, I think about looking at that story yesterday from Granholm and thinking, well, obviously she has to be talking about non-tactical vehicles. And I started reading some stories today and went, wait a minute, she's getting criticism. Where's the defense back that these? Where's her defense back that these are just non-tactical vehicles we're talking about that need to be electrified in the military? I started thinking. Well, wait a minute. These are the same people that believe you can run the entire economy on solar and wind. That's yeah. impossible. You can't do it. And they keep promoting that you can. And I said, so, my God, is that what she was actually promoting? That Because the, then it started bringing up. The critics started saying, what, electric tanks? 
And I haven't seen any. I, I expect the pushback to come saying, stop it, don't exaggerate it. We're not talking about electric tanks. And I haven't seen that yet. And so I'm sorry, but the the worst of my thoughts of what liberals will do pop into my head going, my God, are they actually, is this their actual goal? Now, that will never get through Congress. No. That will never get through Congress. No. Even, no. even Democrats will vote against that. Yeah. They will get Democrats. But it's but if that is the case, if that is their goal, understand the insanity of the left. No, I mean, if that's their vision, think about right, that. Right, if that's their vision. <laughs> you, you would be better, it would be better accepted if you just say we should dismantle the military. Yeah, just get rid of it all. We don't need it. No. Seriously, catapults and slingshots and gliders. They won't even hear us coming. (laughs) How do you get the gliders in the air? Catapults and slingshots. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, guys. I was going to say go to a very high cliff. Yeah, right. (laughs) Hold on, guys. Launch everything off Mount Washington. Just <laughs> launch it. Go around the world. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know. my ideas aren't any more insane than hers. No. At least mine are fun. They need to clarify whether they are talking specifically tactical vehicles or non-tactical vehicles. Right. If so you're said, talking about if, non-tactical fleets, if it's just for running around base, whatever, on, yeah, yeah, right. We can we can talk about the we can have that the discussion. Of it, yes, we can have those discussions yes. and the practicality of it all and everything else. Because you know, I mean, if if something happened and and a war hit home, then you would need those vehicles. They would become tactical vehicles. So yeah. that would be you know again part of that overall discussion that we could have. Yep. America Studios. And he is Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. All right, you ready for our audio cut of the month? Or uh, our audio right. cut of the month, audio cut of the week. Well, it is the end of the month. This is the last oh, it is. show yeah. in April that we'll be doing, so it could be the audio cut of the month. All right, we're back for commie day. Woohoo! May Day. Yeah. A lot of people may not re- understand that, but remember when. The Soviet Union used to, on May Day, used to pull out all the, remember the the parades at Red Square with all the missiles? Duh. They'd have it's a very good holiday. All their ICBMs would be out. The, the parade, the Red Square, <laughs> it's a very good time. <laughs> Actually, for me, it's always been a the distress signal, which is perfect. Help. Oh, yeah. May Day. That's true. Yeah. May Day, May Day. Uh, here it is. Right. It, it, there's only one thing it could be this week because mm-hmm. with the with the president announcing he's going to run again, many people believe this is the presidential campaign of Kamala Harris. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's not going to make it to 86 as president of the United States. Right. He His cognitive abilities are, well, decreasing rapidly. And there's a lot of signs out there. And every, th- every single day something focuses on it, whether he, you know, yesterday forgetting where he was. You know that he went to Ireland and yeah, yeah. When's you know, the last time you traveled out of the right. country? Oh, I, I don't remember the last time. Right. It was just last week. Right. And and then the um, you know, as we know, the the cheat sheet and everything else. Everything relates to it every single day. Every single day, there's something on, mm-hmm. it. and you just can't get away with it. And then, uh, and, and then it becomes part of pop culture because the cheat sheet is now part of pop culture. That's the thing. These are the things that are just so bizarre and weird. And as I said, the thing that got me was not that he had a cheat sheet, but the fact that the cameras got the actual text of the cheat sheet so clear. Yeah. You know, if it was just, it was, if it was all blurred, we believe it's a cheat sheet. Okay, that story's gone. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you could read it and the fact that the first question and I don't care what the LA Times says. It wasn't exactly written the way that she asked it, but it related to the things that that he had written down there. Yeah, right. And everybody knows it. Yeah. But and so that doesn't go away. But uh, Harris is the focal point because, uh, and and this has been brought up in the last couple of days by both Democrats and Republicans. I think Van Jones brought it up. Yeah, Van Jones. You can't get more liberal than him. He mm-hmm. brought up says, look. What you got to realize is this is about this is about Kamala Harris. They got to do something because that is a legit concern for even Democrats. That if Biden is and in, and independents, if Biden is can't serve out the term, she becomes president of the United States. Yeah. And even though Biden hit record low numbers in the Gallup poll yesterday for his presidency, she polls even worse. Why? Well, here is an example. So I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future. She's smoking weed. I know that's... <laughs> I got a lot of response on that comment yesterday. They went, yeah. And a lot of people appreciated us playing the Animal House. <laughs> clip, that short clip. <laughs> because it did really... That's what I thought when I listened to the entire thing. I went, well, that's the Animal, that's the animal House clip with... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Donald Sutherland. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, can I buy some pot from, from you? you? That's what I forgot that's... about that catchphrase from that movie. Yes, but well, that was a catchphrase from the well, when someone would just kind of go off right. and you and, know ramble. And and when I hear that, that's what I that's that's the response I expect to her mm-hmm. after she says it. Can I buy some pot from you? Because I'm yeah. sorry, but that's the stereotype. <laughs> Maybe it's when you know we went to college, but that's when. You know, years, well, I, when I went to college, <clears throat> in the roaring 20s, 50 years, half a century ago. Oh, my God. 
Before cell phones? No, before landlines. <laughs> no, not before landlines, but uh, during party lines. Please, wow. get you... this wire to my family. Wow, man, Gary, you guys, you're old. You had a party line? That must have been fun. So everybody was partying on the phone. No, 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 no. no. The party line was not a uh, three ninety nine per minute kind of line. No. No. That wasn't that. No. No, no, no. That's more than one More than one. Uh, yeah, household shared the phone. Yeah, it's when your neighbors but, would listen in on everything you said. But when you said that yesterday, and I can't get it out of my mind, that's why I keep thinking of the Adam House afterwards when she's done talking. It's like, can I buy some pod from you? Because it really does sound like you know the the stereotype of kids sitting around in college, everybody smoking pot, and someone trying to act intelligent and just talking gobbledygook. Because that's what that was right there. Yeah. So I said, that's oh gosh. So it's there. Like, they they send her out each time. It's like, just say things. <laughs> well, what should I say? Things. Well, what's amazing is the repetition. How it happens constantly, and they're see they have to know that's a criticism. That look, you need to stick to what's on the teleprompter. You got to start making points. Now, we we can go back to planes, trains, and automobiles. Let's go back to that movie. Forget yeah. about Animal House. Mm-hmm. What Steve Martin said to John Candy. Mm-hmm. Have a point. Yeah. <laughs> but in, I, in I, politics... She focuses on whatever the word or short phrase is and just keeps regurgitating it. And it makes no sense. Like, well, what, what, what did you just say? What, what, what is that? And and I don't, I have, I will say this, I have never, ever seen that before, what she brings to the table and, and how she does that in any other politician ever with the consistency that she does it. I've never seen this before. This is brand new. No, it's, it's empty. You know, if, like if Bernie Sanders were the vice president every time. It would be, you know, Bernie doing his thing. He'd be wrong, and we'd be, wow, would we be in trouble. Well, I will but say. But we would know, all right, that's what Bernie, what he's promoting is communism. You'd have Carville out there criticizing him. Our vice president is a communist. communist. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, well, no, Biden, no, not Biden, but, but it'd be easy what Sanders would say. Mm-hmm. You're a college student, and you don't you can't make it because of the billionaires. Therefore, the billionaires should pay for your college. At don't, least there's don't focus on time because you have no time left. Right, <laughs> but but at least there's a message there. I understand yeah. the message. Right. We can play the audio cut again and say, "Do you agree or disagree with Kamala Harris?" All right, let's play. Okay, we'll play one more time. All right. And and then we'll ask the question. Here we go. So I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future. Do you agree or disagree with her? 
Wow. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, we were... I don't know. We were talking about conviction <laughs> earlier. <laughs> she... She speaks with the conviction of somebody who was always going back to bed. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> she's, she's really not even enunciating. It's like, you know, she's, you know, someone who's like half awake when you call them. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. What? I don't know. At this moment in time, I just want to go back to bed. <laughs> That's what she always sounds like. Wow, it's just amazing. Wow. No conviction whatsoever. No conviction whatsoever. More one, more like a wandering kind of thing. Thought process? Is that how you'd view it? This is, I'm telling you, that is, whatever that style is, it is completely and totally unique to American politics. To the point where you hear it and you got to play it over and over again and you, I don't know what she's saying. I don't know what she's saying. What is she saying? I don't know. You know, no, I don't have any idea. Well, this is really unique. A politician speaking and at the end you have no idea whether you agree with them or not because you have no idea what they've just said. You know, you put that up uh, against uh, a Congressman Wesley Hunt. Yeah. Night and day difference. And it's exactly what, you know, it's exactly what you see. Wow, there's somebody who knows how things work. Wesley Hunt. There's somebody who wants to just go back to bed. <laughs> Kamala Harris. All right. In other news, we need to get this. Uh, uh, Trump has retired Crooked Hillary, and now is gonna. <laughs> now it's Crooked Joe. From Crooked Hillary to Crooked Joe. Well, uh, it does apply. <laughs> I was trying to think. I said because they're coming coming out. I think he could have called Biden in a, you know, that would have been the same instead of just retiring crooked. And I was looking for something more imaginative, mm. but it'll work. I mean, it's effective. I mean, it's well, I, I think that's the, the game here because the nickname thing doesn't really, it's not going to apply in the way, in the broad way that it, in the broad sense that it did before with so many people. Right. But I think it does apply for Joe Biden, I don't know if it'll work ultimately in the end, but you look at it and you apply it while the whole Hunter thing is more and more things are developing by the day, then, well, okay. And the thing that's different than Hillary is Hillary was the server, and this is, and we read the poll, where 56% of Americans already believe, because remember, the specific Chinese story of that 1.3 million that's mm -hmm. brand new that's yeah that's right you know really it's, it's like a month and a half two months old right the influence peddling was there and americans believe he enriched himself but when 56 percent of americans already believe that the family got chinese money from chinese sources related to the chinese government that's really bad and so when you focus on that and say crooked 
because he took Chinese money. That's a whole different ball game than Hillary Clinton put a server in her home. Yeah. Yeah. Because people understand you are enriching yourself. Yeah. And so, and and national security they don't care about, but if you <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> but if you whether he's compromised or not. Who <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean for Hillary. They didn't care whether she was. Oh yeah, well either whether people, one, right? Whether people got yeah. top secrets. That was, national security didn't matter. Uh, yeah, but uh, Biden enriching himself, yeah, that, that matter. Both both of them matter. But yes, but right. it, this one's just more relatable. That people get upset. Okay, you're using your office to make money and from one it's, of our enemies. Yeah, it is more understandable. Yes, people have a full understanding of yeah. that part of it. Yes, eight six six ninety red eye. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. This is the perfect way to end the week. Transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney once declared it should be illegal when journalists do not refer to her by her preferred pronoun. In an October 22nd TikTok video titled Adult Bullies, Mulvaney uh, uh, detailed the hate she received since launching her Days of Girlhood series online, uh, telling followers, "I I didn't know what I was signing up for when I started this. Turning to the press, she had a bone to pick with conservative news outlets that refused to use her pronouns, said it should be illegal for journalists to use the wrong pronouns. Hmm. Understand the philosophy that they have. Right. Understand, you know, as we said, uh, the number one, the the woman, the women face, the making fun of women, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the basically stereotyping of women, the sexism that exists in the in the liberal radical transgender activist movement the misogyny that exists, uh, as we know, when it comes to, um, you know, uh, advocating surgery, you know, genital mutilation for minors without parents' permission or just, in general, mutilation of children. We can add now fascism to it. Arrest people that don't use the right pronouns. For things you say. My God. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.